I think these eight paradoxes are what new leaders need to think about. These aren't styles, they're not characteristics, they're not traits. You don't memorize them and then never figure out what to do. So the first one is that uncommon leaders balance both confidence and humility. Well, what does that mean? It means that I have a strong view and vision. Part of my job as a C-suite is to think about the future, create a vision that's compelling. Welcome to the Manage Self Lead Others Leadership Podcast with Nina Sunday for experienced and aspiring people managers. This show will help you explore ways to become a more intentional leader. Each episode, host Nina Sunday speaks with some of the brightest business minds on the planet who share a passion to elevate and transform team culture. Workplace culture hides in plain sight. Is yours flourishing? Join the movement to make your workplace a better place to work. Are you ready? Because it's time to manage self, lead others. Are you ready to discover your true genius as a truly great leader? This is the hero's journey. You are the hero. Dan Silverberg believes each person is here for genius work, and he's pretty good at figuring out for most people what their genius is and reflecting it back so they truly see it. Are you ready to gain deep insight into who you are as a leader and who you can become? Dan Silverberg's expertise as a CEO, combined with his proven track record turning around troubled businesses, has earned him a reputation as a trusted advisor. Along with a master's degree in leadership and coaching, Dan is an expert at facilitating top performers to become the next best version of themselves. I am excited to invite Dan Silverberg to Manage Self Lead Others podcast for this, our 100th episode and part two of Dan's six-part deep dive bonus series. Today's theme is the eight paradoxes of uncommon leadership. Welcome back, Dan Silverberg, for the next episode in the Leader Operating System. Awesome. Well, again, it's great to be back with you, Nina. So on, on this version, you know, last time we talked about paradigms and we talked about a default paradigm and moving to this new paradigm so that we are aligned with our values, our beliefs, our choices, our actions, strategies and what we manifest. So one of the things that I think is really important for leaders as we do this internal work is to understand the paradox of success. And so what do I mean by that? Well, there are these opposites that appear initially to be conflicting, but upon further and deeper examination, they actually make sense. So one of the things that happens, at least in my experience, with people who are continually growing and moving up, the friends that they had here may not stay with them as they continue to move. That's there may be jealousy. Be. There may be intimidated. They may just go, you know, we're not aligned anymore. So lots of things happen. And so as we grow in our lives and in our businesses, Sometimes we alienate, sometimes we lose folks, sometimes we even have our own self-doubt. So one of the things that CEOs say all the time is how isolated they are, mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah. Well, part of that, and, and a lot of CEOs would tell you, it's really hard to get my people to tell me the truth, right? So if I tell the truth, will I get fired? Sometimes it's easier from people from the outside to be an interpreter, right? And that yeah. works, but it is self-isolating. So for great leaders, I want to talk about eight paradoxes. Eight paradoxes. And, yeah. Imagine number I, eight. Yeah. Number eight, the eight ball. And the whole idea here is this is the new generativeness of being a leader. Yes. So what's happening out in business right now, people, 70% of people are not engaged in their work. Part of that is the human connection. Part of that is the work isn't meaningful, right? There's quiet quitting. So I'm only going to do the minimum. I'm not engaged enough that I want to actually excel and go beyond. Talent is leaving in droves. And the people that should be leaving are staying put. That's not helpful, right? And so if we're going to grow as a leader individually, I think the biggest determinant of a great leader is how many leaders they grow themselves. That's right. How, do they build the capability of the people right. coming up? And are they doing it without fear? Because if, if a leader has fear that someone else is going to take over their job, they're not going to do their job, which is to build capability. It's the it's either a virtuous circle or a vicious circle. Right. And if you as a leader aren't growing yourself and others, your people are growing themselves. They outgrow you and they leave. Mm. Right. So a CEO will go, I'm not sure if I want to do this program, Dan, because I'm not sure if I could even do it. I would be worried if you didn't have that fear. But it's what's going to make you vulnerable, human, approachable, and deeply connected. So this is why doing it as teams is a great idea. And that's right? why CEO roundtables are so popular, because they're not talking, they're able to share in a neutral environment. And that's exactly what you're creating, the equivalent of a CEO roundtable. Is that right? Because it'll the, you work... Yeah. You get people to work in groups. Right. It's called the Leader Council. It'll right. be 15 people. Uh, right. And yes, the whole idea is a cohort and a group of allies. Yes. And what's interesting is when I'm telling my story, all the people in the room are identifying in their own way. And so we're all doing our work. I'm not a leader who tells you what to do. I'm a leader who actually is facilitating, reflecting and engaging, but I get to do my own work too. I'm not going to be telling you about me all the time. That's not the approach, but there are things that I'm going to hear from you and I'm going to go, I need to come back and visit that. I'm going to bookmark that in my mind. Exactly. And, That's right? what's great about being a, a facilitator that goes into organizations because you see the patterns across teams and you can right. actually apply that to yourself as well. Yeah. Right. So I think these eight paradoxes are what new leaders need to think about. These aren't styles. They're not characteristics. They're not traits. You don't memorize them and then never figure out what to do. So the first one is that uncommon leaders balance both confidence and humility. 
Well, what does that mean? It means that I have a strong view and vision. Part of my job as a C-suite is to think about the future, create a vision that's compelling. I want to be inspiring of others who want to get in the boat and row so that we're all going to something. So I, I need to have that level of confidence. And yet, once I've articulated that, can I be in receivership? Can I listen to the other people on the team genuinely and attentively to really understand where they're going to go with it? So why am I talking about this? So if you look at one of the things as a great leader is that you need to understand that you don't have peripheral vision. You don't have wide vision. The way we all work is we work in spotlights. So if there's a black canvas, my perception is this, your perception is this, Tim's perception is this, Bill's perception is this, and in the more spotlights we have, the more diversity of thought, the more different. So a supply chain person, his spotlight will be on the supply chain. A marketing person, it'll probably be there. You as CEO probably have this holistic view, but the way the brain works and the way we work, we tend to be like this. So if you have a camera, you have a normal lens and it focuses. So if I'm looking at you right mm -hmm. now, I'm really focused on you. I can see that there's a board behind you. I see there's a table behind you. I see there's a window behind you, but they're really in the periphery. I'm not, but I'm concentrated on you. Mm. And so if I get that humility of wanting to know sincerely what you're thinking and people believe that I really want to know that, I'm going to have a much bigger play at it. I'm going to have more people engaged in it. They're going to go, you know what? He really listened to me. And at the end of a meeting, I might go, you know, Nina, I know this is what you wanted to do. I want you to know I heard you. I want you to know I value your opinion. And although I'm not going with it this time, please don't give up. I want you to stay front and center. Okay. Isn't that and lovely? That's lovely because I, that's saying... I value your ideas, even though we're not going to follow through on it. Keep coming up with ideas. So few managers even think to do that. Right. So <laughs> you're seen, you want to be seen, yeah. and you want to know you matter. And yeah. in that exchange, you do. And I might even say, I hope you'll get in the boat with it. Will you get in the boat with us? I might even give you a piece of the thing that I think is closest of the project to what you were talking about. Mm. I might, depending on who I am, go, I want to go this way. I want you to take three hours a week and I want you to go down the lane you wanted. Let's see where it goes. I'm open to that. Isn't that lovely? I love that right? idea. So That's what Google used to do with allowing their their staff to work 10% of their time on their own project. I mean, how brave is that, but also, hey, that's what keeps good people. Entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurs stay employed in an organization that values their on entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But now I've got an ally. Yes. So, so when you look at a company, there's a lot of this. I'm pushing, you're pushing, 
and we're staying the same. Yeah? Mm. Now, imagine there's a table. My hand's on the table. We're not like this. My hand's on the table flat. Your hand is on top of mine. And now I say, Nina, let's move the table. And the table ah. starts going forward together. Ah. That's the difference. That's a lovely metaphor. Yeah. So the more I can get this in my organization than this, the better mm. I'm going to do. Mm. So, and then I, I kind of alluded to it, but the second paradox is that I have this vision, but that I know I have blind spots. And that's this idea of spotlighting. So my experience, I've been in business a long time. I want to do this initiative. I've seen this game before. I decide here's the five things we need to do that'll do it. Well, the market's changed. I did that thing three years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Now I've got a new digital marketing person. Now I've got um, a new online e-commerce business that I didn't have. So you know what? I need other people's spotlights. How do I put that into the vision? Or as I start to get all these spotlights, might I shift the vision even slightly? Maybe it. Maybe I start over. Maybe I go, you know what? Now that I'm understanding this from so many different perspectives, I think we could enhance this. So, And the rate of like change is increasing exponentially. We've just had AI sort of really start to influence proactively and things are going to change rapidly. Yeah, so we have yep. to be on the on the front foot and revisit so our, our past decisions, even if they were only a year or two ago. So all of this makes work more meaningful, more Absolutely. engaging. It's exciting. <laughs> right? Hmm. So now the next paradigm for uncommon balance is this idea of both visibility and invisibility. So visible, I want you to understand these are my three priorities. Invisible is I want you to take the ball and run with it. So if I want to go from here to here, I want to be visible and articulate as best I can. I want to open Europe and I'd like to do it in the next nine months. I'd like to start with Germany first. I'd like to start with France second. I'd like to start, um, you know, with the Scandinavian companies third. We get everybody agreed. Oh, by the way, now I want you to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. No, I need well, to. Well, that's be delegating. Yeah, but there are a lot of people who want to not only tell you where we're going, they want to tell you how to get there. Yes. Yeah. Such so a that, mistake. So why did I hire you if I'm going to tell you everything that you need to do? Park your brain at the door. Mm. That's a and that is a leader who's scarcity, who's not trusting, who fears that the outcome won't happen, is showing distrust of his team. Thinks they all, have all the answers. Right. Well, it's not even that they have all the answers. They're uncomfortable delegating. See, the idea of delegating isn't you just tell people, go from here to here. It's checking in. Yeah. So Nina, it's been two weeks now. We were going to have these milestones. Where are we? Mm. Well, I'm ahead of it. So I think I'm going to get it done earlier. 
or you know what, I'm behind. Well, as a leader now, what is the resistance? What do I need to clear for you so that you can get on target? Not, not well, what's the matter with you and how come you're not on target? Where are the resistances? And if my job is to clear resistances, your job stays of you doing what you're supposed to do. You know, you've really nailed it. Now, it's something that I've started to become aware of is this question that the manager asks the direct report, what are your obstacles? How can I help clear them for you? And that's that's through my explore, exploring what to say in one-on-ones with people. And so the question that comes out is, ask them, what's holding you back? How can I How can I clear that for you? You've really, I think that's so important. Dan? Hmm. Well, it's a different perspective, right? We're talking about perspective and we're talking about the lens with which we see the world. Hmm. So the fourth paradox that's uncommon is the balance between being stubborn and Mm open-minded. So if we're going to look at vision, mission, and the values that we articulate for our enterprise, we those are foundational but am i open minded enough to look at different ways of achieving things within that realm maybe even values that were set a decade ago need to be updated am i open minded enough to say i'd like to have another meeting about our values and see are they still the ones that drive us or are there new ones? Are there ones that need to be eliminated? Are there new ones that need to be included? Are we good exactly the way we are? So I want to always be encouraging new ways of thinking. Refreshing the values is a really good tactic because some values were created in 2020. Right? <laughs> they may not be the ones that, that drive people today. <laughs> exactly. And you have a new generation coming through too. And they have a different perspective around what drives them. So it's we have to have the language of today, not the language of yesterday. Well, just think about the idea of remote work. Are there yeah. new values that need to be put in place because we're now going to work remotely Yeah, that we didn't have when everybody was together? When we had a smaller company before we decided to go global, there was a lot of interaction. Everybody knew everybody's name, everybody's study, right? And now all of a sudden we've gotten, and now we're going to be, we may go from centralized value to decentralized, Mm. right? Or we, so there's lots of different things. And really the underlying question, how do we make decisions? For Mm. a lot of companies, they have all the beautiful stuff on the wall, the vision, values, and mission. They don't make any decision based on that at all. It's not on the written that decisions are made. It's on the implicit understanding based on the leaders. So it might be we tell the truth and we're people of integrity. And then we get caught for bribing people in South America to put our business there. Okay, so here was what was written, but here was the implicit of what's really going on. When we look at the Enrons of the world and and some of the different FTX, right? The different Sam uh, Blank Friedman, and they had good values verbally. They just forgot them. 
So, <laughs> but the other so thing too is most people just make decisions. They don't think about how they make them, nor have they studied frameworks for good decision making. We can, which can make all the difference. Like to study, to think about how you think is a meta skill. So it's mm-hmm. metacognition. And mm-hmm. so if people are being unintentional with, they just, oh, it's just my gut. See, I have this saying, which is always look for the second right answer, because often the first answer isn't necessarily the best one. It's just the first that came to you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, and my feeling is your answer is your perception. My Mine might be different. I was a challenger in business. I would look at the consensus thinking and go, I know there's a better way. I know there's a shorter shortcut. I don't know what it is necessarily, but I created those questions and those questions created new operations and new ways of thinking and turned out to exponentially grow results within the business. Yeah, because right? you're, you're, in your background, you are a turnaround expert <laughs> Turn around well, I'm, a challenge, I'm a challenger I, you there are enough people in the in the industry with consensus yes. right mm. so if all you're doing is changing the chairs on the titanic when companies say you don't know anything about my business you're lucky because everybody else knows about your business but i've been in 20 different businesses and so the dots that i connect my perception, my blind spot is very different. Now, at the end of the day, there's a lot about business that runs the same. There are specific industry things, but you know what? A smart person can learn that. But innovative thinking, understanding how to build highly effective teams, that's not industry specific. That's personal. So- Mm. I think we need to open up. If you're not bringing in the voice of tech people today with AI, they could be right now the most important people in your company. They may not be the most important people to make a sale to a customer, but how you structure your company now for competitive advantage with this new technology. I don't want to go talk to a marketing person, you know, who's used to, you know, sending out cold email. That's not going to work. So we want to open up that, again, to be stubborn, but to be open-minded. Yeah. Mm. Very right. good. So if we go to the fifth paradigm, yes, the uncommon leader balances both the deeply personal and the inherently collective. So what do I mean by that? A good CEO knows his values and the vision knows where he wants to take the enterprise. But one of the big disconnects is if their value system is here and the collective value system is here, that's what creates friction and it doesn't move the train aligned. And so we can't go as fast, right? So I want to be, say, here are some red lines for me as a leader, but I also need to know how do I fit in your collective view as well? So in a normal hierarchy, top-down, command and control, do as you're told, that's a very hard paradigm. Yeah. Yeah? Well, that's 
parent to child, it creates that parent-child relationship. And what you want is an adult-to-adult -adult relationship. So right. command and control, not a good idea. So in another session, we can talk about hierarchy and why I believe that's an extinct uh, model. Okay, noted. But we're, well, we've, we're at number five, but there's three more to go. <laughs> so number six, the uncommon leader balance is to be both teacher and also continuous learner. So oh, as yes. I say, even in my own work with, with my counsels, right, I am, I am constantly teaching and constantly reflecting and constantly challenging. And at the same time, I'm continuously learning from everybody I interact with. Mm -hmm. Gee, I thought this was it, but you know, you just brought up this idea and I'm going to, that's just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if I'm just stuck, again, my people will learn. So we learn about things that, you know, people are talking about in leadership. They want empathy. They want re resilience. They want agility. They want self-awareness. They want mindfulness. They want whatever the flavor of the month is. Mm. Right. Well, how do I take, though, just like I talked to you about empathy, but empathy without perception intelligence is an empathy at its highest. Mm. Every one of those things about being mindful has spokes that's nice to put in the center of the wheel, but what are all the spokes that come off of it? And if I'm not continuously learning and upgrading my own skill, again, either my people will outgrow me or I'm going to be less effective because I'm not driving that continuous learning, not mm -hmm. only for myself internally, but am I learning about my industry, the trends? So talking about AI now, it's all it's new for all of us. Yeah. So I've got to have everybody in my company who's got a role concentrating on AI. I need you to spend two hours a week learning about AI and bringing back that knowledge. Well, because it's not quite like Google. You do have to prime it, and there's a, a technique for actually getting the best out of AI. And I, mm -hmm. I, I've attended webinars on it, and it's uh, very, very interesting. We're all we're all learning together, and AI is is learning itself. It's getting better and better. Mm. Right, but AI it's a goes superpower. Beyond, but AI goes beyond generative chat. AI can be in statistics. AI can be in numbers looking at and how do we frame insight, right? So big data, all of those things, mm. these new technologies are emerging and the companies who outperform are the ones who figure out the technology, the processes, how to integrate it through the organization, having the people adopt it, right? There's a big thing that has to happen there. So if you're not a very good leader and people are in resistance to you, you're going to fall behind. So again, this idea that we want you to be a great leader. Yeah. Got it. All right. Number seven, mm. uncommon leaders are going to balance both high standard with grace and forgiveness. Oh. So we wanted to do this project, Nina. It, it meant a lot to us. We fell short. However, we learned a lot mm. and we're not going to, and we may decide that we're going to go off on a different way or a different thing, but this removes this fear-based idea. If I make a mistake, I'm out to, there's a, 
an understanding that taking risk, that trying to innovate, challenging new ideation, not to destroy the company, those things are valuable. Because mm. if we're going to be above average, we're only going to do it if we go past our comfort zone. And we're going to make mistakes. Now, again, let's make sure we're not collapsing the business, right? Oh, yeah. But, but risk mitigation and, yes. and intelligent experimentation, that's critical for us to move beyond our peers. Mm. And then finally, the last uncommon balance for great leaders is balancing timely and timeless. So our core identity, what the brand stands for, like Coca-Cola, thirst quenching, Nike, performance, Volvo, safety, BMW, the great driving, you know, the ultimate driving machine. That is something that is absolutely timeless and core to brand. Mm. Timely now is new innovation. Timely now could be EV cars for car dealers, right? But they're still timeless and they're in the automotive business. Mm -hmm. So we need to have a balance of those eight kinds of, of things where we're functioning better. We've got our processes down. People are aligned with the vision, mission, and values. Got it. That that really rounds rounds all the other seven, rounds it up, and uh, okay. gives it a foundation. That's wonderful. Well, well, this is our next episode. Uh, can you tell us ahead of time what the next episode after this is going to be about before we take a break? Yeah. So the next episode that I want to talk about is the hero's journey oh. because I think this is something that captures everyone's imagination and I think it's a wonderful metaphor for the deep work and the journey that we all are going on together fantastic and um uh I look forward to that because uh, if people wanted to read up on the hero's journey ahead of time is that Joseph Campbell's work um Joseph Campbell yeah, yeah I think they look up Wikipedia and look up Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey they'll see the uh the curve and uh, the, my favorite, my favorite milestone there is the call to adventure. Well, all right, we're going to talk about that because that's the beginning. <laughs> but if you like Harry Potter, if you like Star Wars, if you like the trilogy, you know the Tolkien trilogy, if you like all of that, all of those are built on the hero's journey. All of the great and movies are, yeah. This whole deep dive is you are genius, you are a hero, and what we want to do is unleash that genius of you into the world. Fantastic. Thank you, Dan. See you, see you. you next episode. Nina Sunday is on a mission to help leaders transform culture. To book Nina Sunday CSP to speak at your conference, visit ninasunday.com to request a proposal. Nina travels from Brisbane, Australia for in-person presentations Australia-wide. Twice certified virtual presenter, Nina Sunday presents virtually, globally, for any time zone. If you're like me, you're concerned how leadership is one of the least understood topics in business today. Leadership skills are all over the place. 
the market in leadership development is $60 billion. But some say there is no one definition of leadership, no consensus. And if you Google the search term leadership, you'll get a million ideas, style traits, characteristics, frameworks. Some talk about being a heart-centred leader. Others talk about conscious leadership or being a human leader. Many ask, are you a transformational leader? If you want to work with leadership coach I trust, that's Dan Silverberg. Dan's storied career as a Forbes 250 CEO, combined with holding a master's degree in leadership and coaching, Dan facilitates top performers to become the next best version of themselves. Just imagine Dan Silverberg is your personal mentor to help you uncover the genius within you. Joining Dan Silverberg's Leader Council starting soon could be the deepest and most exciting professional development of your career and your life. He can show you how to uncover your true genius, your gifts, and how to manifest them into the world. All it takes to get started is a free conversation with Dan. Message Dan Silverberg via LinkedIn. Mention my name, Nina Sunday, to unlock the listener discount. Your journey to becoming a collaborative, high-performance leader begins with Dan's Leader Council. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.